Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I can't believe we're getting the real Terminator 3 in Terminator 3 Dark Fate. But did you know that a few weeks back we covered the real Terminator 3? I remember covering Terminator the real Terminator 3. Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. And then we covered the real Terminator 3, Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time. Well, thank God we've covered all but the real this Terminator week, What? We're covering the real Terminator 3, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV series. The hardest to pronounce Terminator franchise expansion. But... In my opinion, mm. the best Terminator 3 that there has been. I think you, you might be right. Yeah. More time to breathe. I Well, that, and it's just it's just generally better. I went back and I watched every episode of this show. I wasn't really planning on, yeah, and I uh-huh. knew it ended on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but I got sucked right into this 10-year-old show, and at the end when it ended, I went, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was similarly, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch episode one mm. and then jump to the final one just to see how it evolved and to see and if it made any it sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, no. And then, but I was compelled. I'm like, I'll watch like the first three or four. Yeah. So, and then I jumped to the end. And I think for our efforts, that should definitely get a like on this video, no doubt. I think so too. But yeah, there's some stuff in this show that I think it is limited by budget, but a lot of things really, really work well. For one, some of the special effects and the new elements of the law look really great. For example, the first Terminator who shows up to kill John Connor. In the dream sequence? Or in real well, life? there's that one. Yes. Um, that's He's like, a, this show opens up with a very, very specific dream sequence. Like, yes. it's a very it's a very literal dream sequence yeah. in which Sarah Connor fe- fears that John Connor will be killed by a Terminator at school. Yes. And that show, then he does show up and kills him, and then the nuclear apocalypse happens immediately afterwards <laughs> at a, school. Yeah, there's quite a few That's dream- a half day, if you ask me. Definitely. There's quite a few dream sequences of John Connor being killed. There's at least two in this series. But yeah, I love that. So one of the key villains of this is, Cromartie and he turns up at John Connor's school and you see him kind of cut open his leg and he pulls a gun out and you see like the mechanical components like sliding away inside of him. Is that a sly Robocop reference? I wonder if Maybe it, it might is, be. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they are connected in some universes, aren't mm. they? Robocop v Terminator. The good one and then the not good one, the comic. Absolutely. You've seen them. I love though how the Terminator stops to turn around and go, class dismissed. There's moments like that where I think they're so efficient and so like bare minimum yeah. in terms of things they have to do. They even talk about that in the making of where things like the Cameron character won't even brush the hair out of her face because they're so like, I'm going to do the bare essential things to kind of function. Yeah. And I think maybe the pilot, they were still testing a few oh, things 100%, out. 100%, yeah. But there is some excellent practical stuff. I mean, even when they eventually kill Cromartie, I don't know if you saw this episode where they blow the side of his face off and you see the mechanics inside there. Mm-hmm. And it actually looks 
like movie quality terrific. I'll talk about some like not as good special effects later. Uh-huh. Whenever they show like a fully CGI Terminator, it's never great. No. But again, cool. it is TV budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, 11 years mm-hmm. ago when, th- when this actually came out. How did you feel about the new elements this introduced to the franchise? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about specifically, but s- some of the stuff that I liked. Mm. I enjoyed the fact that it started in 1999, so mm-hmm. like a couple of years after the events of Terminator 2. Yes. But before the events of the real Terminator 3, Terminator 3. Yes. Uh, no longer canon in this universe. I don't know which one you're referring to. But it doesn't the, matter. Yeah, but at the, at the end of the pilot to this, they time travel forwards. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that there were some mysterious elements in the future. Like, there seem to be different factions in the future. Yes. That are, that are building towards stopping the apocalypse or, or restarting the apocalypse. And one team has sent back a time displacement core to yeah. send them forward into the future. Yes. I thought that was very cool. I enjoyed the fact that uh, their first nemesis, Cromati, at one point gets absolutely wrecked. De-skinned. Like, de-skinned, de-headed. loses his head, yeah. and then over the span of several years, it seems, puts himself <laughs> back together. Like he, he reattaches his own head, yeah. and then he then he goes to a scientist and gets like a... Like he forces him to build a synthetic skin mm. formula, and then he gets turned into like this skin golem, yeah. like covered in gross human flesh, and then he goes to a plastic surgeon and gets himself... A beautiful human face again. And a sweet head of hair somehow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think those elements of self-repair are really great because we kind of get hints of that in the other movies. Mm. Like they kind of, when they've been injured, they'll cover it up with like a glove like in Terminator 2 or yeah. sunglasses when he when he has the eye injury in part one. Yeah, but I think a lot of, especially like the, the, the more recent Terminator movies, infiltration of these dedicated infiltration units lasts about four seconds yes. and then they start shooting lasers out of their hands and you're like, maybe go into deep cover for a little bit longer. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's an element... Like they're supposed to stick around for years. Well, that's an element though that I think is interesting because there are some Terminators that show up in this who are doing that. Yep. There's one that gets married and yeah. is just living a suburban life yep. and it's interesting to me that they can learn enough and get by enough to trick a person into thinking they're a real person. I mean, you would never suspect that it wasn't a real person, but it's also what kind of lunatic would hang around with with a person like this. Yeah, right. But uh-huh. I guess also there are people who, you know, were looking for love and it will take a, a very compliant robot husband or, That's right, or yeah. whatever, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. The, I think the time travel stuff of, of going forward which I should point out they did borrow from uh, T2 3D, the, the ride. Oh, the real Terminator 3. That's right, exactly. Yeah. That's really an effort to be like, well, let's not set this in 99 because then we've got to do all the cars and the technology. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to make it 2007. We've got to change everybody's hair constantly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I did like is going from season one, a couple of, you know, a few episodes into season one to the final episode of season two is that John Connor's hair evolves from like floppy down 1999. Yeah. It's kind of Caesar cut to super gelled. Oh my God. 2007 so hair, yeah. That's a Nick Lachey shit happening there. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. (laughs) I really also enjoy the Cameron character in this. I think they de-human-ify her after the first episode because she quite convincingly tricks John Connor and she seems much more normal in the pilot episode and then later on there's a lot of like, she gets weirder and and more out of places and unsettling as the kind of show goes on. And I think, again, that's like a pilot thing where it's like, well, we're trying out this particular uh aspect of it. Yeah, I do really like the element of this of Sarah Connor's got this ticking bomb not only in the judgment day that's going to arrive in 2011 because it's been pushed back, but she knows in the future she's going to get a form of cancer. Yeah. And it's kind of this running thing throughout the show, which is never really solved. Uh And we don't know where it's coming from. So we don't know what kind of cancer is. She she works in a nuclear power plant at one point. So she thinks it might be that she thinks Mm. it might be, 
She Ex- ate those plutonium isotopes. Yeah, that could have been it. Yeah. Could have been it. But also, like, isn't there... Exposure a, to Terminators yeah, even themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Lena Headey, I think, aside from Linda Hamilton, is the best representation of that character. I mean, there's only been a few, but... Would you say of the two Game of Thrones actors who portrayed <laughs> Sarah Connor, she is the best one? 100%. All right, then. I have no problem with Amelia Clark, but... Lena Headey feels... That's a bold statement to take. (laughs) I have no problem with with unbelievably (laughs) lovable actor (laughs) Amelia Clarke. Look, I think that that movie Genesis is is miscast in a lot of ways. For one, I like the Kyle Reese from the original Terminator because he's muscular but he's thin because he looks like he's just been living in the sewers eating rats. rats. Mm -hmm. And Jai Courtney is this big buff man. The version of Kyle Reese that turns up in this, because they've all been recast, feels more like that version than the one that we got in, yeah, in, right. in Genesis. I think they get a lot of that right. And speaking of Kyle Reese, we, of course, get Derek Reese, His brother, by, uh, played by Brian Austin Green, who's from 90210. That's right, yeah. And I think he's he's quite a good addition to this as well. Well, and I couldn't tell you because I only saw sure. two minutes of him at the end. What I also like is they don't really play with the idea that him and Sarah are going to get together. Like, it's not really a, a thing. Maybe that's something they would have developed as the kind of story yeah, uh-huh. goes on. Uh-huh. But it's just kind of like... We don't have time. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to stop a bloody war, right? I did also feel like what, what was good about this is that it felt like the time war was evolving. Yes. You know, again, that we're we're in this situation where both yeah. when the apocalypse when we when we mm. destroyed Cyberdyne, but that didn't happen. So we're at a loose end now. What are we? What yeah. are we kind of doing? What are we even looking for specifically? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. In the age of the internet and the cloud, is a fa- is a fast approaching. Mm. Is Skynet in your phone? Is it a man who's got a computer plugged into the back of his head? It can be many many things. But it is that one, I think. In this instance, <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's never really it, resolved. So properly, initially yeah. in this one, it's a chess computer called the Turk. Well, they think it might be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's like there's a there's multiple like AI that kind of show up over this series. Mm. And it's also and like... it's a Roomba with a gun. That's right. But it's also like, could it even be a Terminator that plugs itself into the system? Like, they just yeah. don't even know where it's exactly coming from. And speaking of that time war, it's interesting that Derek Reese and his girlfriend from the future, Jesse, they're from different futures. They've travelled back from different alternate realities. Oh, interesting. Because one of them, one version of Derek Reese, mm-hmm. the one that she remembers was tortured by this guy who was a grey, which is essentially a human who works for Skynet. I see. And that episode is terrific where they're, they're interrogating this guy mm-hmm. who she's like, I'm 100% sure this guy's from the future and he's basically like a Nazi scientist for Skynet uh-huh. and he's now he's here in the modern day and trying to figure out who he is. But he has no memory of this guy because he's just not from that time period. Yeah, right. I find that stuff really interesting and also the fact that there's various factions from both sides who are just doing different jobs. It's not all John Connor, Sarah Connor... It's yeah, like, right. It's like, well, we got to blow up this mainframe, or we got to infiltrate this thing, or whatever. Well, you can't, you can't bloody build up a, a whole bloody revolution on one emo kid and his mom, can you? <laughs> no, you certainly can't. Yeah, we of course also get Kyle Reese as a little boy. Uh, like, there's a few moments in this that I like that he gets, oh, yeah. to, he gets to meet his dad or see his dad as a, as, a, mm-hmm. as a little kid, which which I quite like. But what I really want to ask you about is you're the world's harshest critic, I feel, of the T1000 effect. Yeah, it's really bad. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll based on solely on what I saw. Yeah, uh, Shirley Manson as what I. I believe it's the T-1001. Yes. So it's a slightly more advanced version mm-hmm. of the one we saw in T-2. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Well, I think because you saw the bit where it turns into like a shield, right? Yeah, she turns into like a – in, in order to deflect a large explosion from a from a drone, she turns yeah. into kind of like a, a silver manta ray kind yes. of situation. Or like a, she, she puts her arms out. She looks like a maybe like a Virgin Mary statue. Yeah, right. But silver, and it does not look great. There's definitely some moments here where – that improve on that. I would say that is the worst kind of uh-huh. effect for that character. But uh-huh. there's some other stuff that, that doesn't look quite as bad. Okay, I would good. Say, yeah. uh-huh. Just so you know. All right. Yeah. Okay, here's some things that I don't like about this. Speaking of... Um, Have I seen most of this? No. Or none of it. Okay, cool. There is an episode. Well, then I'll judge it having not seen 
seen it. Here we go. There's an episode in season two where Sarah Connor has a dream sequence and it, some CGI cactuses grow out of the ground and then they, they hug somebody and it looks quite terrible. Okay. It's a dream sequence. It sounds like a novelty she bought in like a like a dollar store. <laughs> Is there a point where she gets attacked by the big mouth Billy Bass? <laughs> Does that happen? Is that also another dream? There's also, even towards the end of season two, Terminators are coming at them and they're just using handguns on it. Mm. Like there's there's a moment in the pilot where they have like a future gun that they've constructed. That yeah, and then the it disappears line. almost immediately. Yeah, I feel like that's something you'd probably want to source again. Yeah. Or find a weapon that's... Put it in mo- a different yeah, place. Or the modern day equivalent of that. Yeah, right. But if you're using a handgun against a Terminator, if anything, you're risking that the bullet's going to ricochet and hit somebody else. Yeah. Including I mean, you. if you can't find a bazooka, find that regular gun they used in Terminator Genesis that can yeah. kill young Arnold Schwarzenegger with one bullet. Exactly. And the other thing is that it's very disappointing, and this is not the fault of the show, that it ends on a cliffhanger because... It ends with John Connor going to the future Mm. and they don't recognise him and presumably it's because he's been missing for X number of years. So in him travelling to the future, there wasn't a version of him that stayed behind and grew up to then lead the resistance. That's true. So I think that could have been an interesting element that I assume they were going to explore at one point. And at which point he also meets or he he at least sees the woman who Cameron is based on, right? That's right, exactly, which there is a whole episode dedicated to. There was actually a fan campaign in relation to the cancellation of this. Uh The writer's strike happened between seasons, which I think hurt this a little bit Mm -hmm. in terms of its return and getting it back on its feet. And, you know, it was a pretty costly show. By the time the second season rolled rolled around, it went from like 10.8 million viewers to 5.3, which is... okay, that's a a a bit of a dip, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a fan campaign and creator Josh Friedman dismissed uh, a crowdfunding idea in 2013 because he's like, hey, I don't don't own this. (laughs) Like, I worked on it, but I don't... (laughs) I don't own the it's property. It's the Terminator franchise. That's right. But Thomas Decker, who plays John Connor, who might be my favourite John Connor. Bloody hell. Yeah. I mean, Edward Furlong's like a kid, obviously. Yeah. This is like a slight extension what of that Nick character. Nah, I'm, All right, then. Actually, I have said before, my favourite version of John Connor is the one from Terminator 2 in the future, where you see him and he's just got the scar and he says nothing. Yeah, he says nothing. That's, yeah. that's my favourite version, probably. Uh-huh. But he said, uh, in the end, it came down to this show, or our show, and Dollhouse. And the idea was that this is expensive and Dollhouse is a lot cheaper, so Fox just went Dollhouse. Also, we cancelled Serenity, so we'll just give Joss Whedon another season of Dollhouse. Uh-huh, sure. Which I, I never finished Dollhouse, so I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. I don't know there are fans of that series, but having not seen it, I would have much preferred. Is Summerglare also in Dollhouse? No, you're thinking of Elijah Dushku. But also, maybe she is in it. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I have no idea. Uh The other thing is, I think because this show ended at the start of 2009... And the upcoming release of Terminator Salvation, which also came out in 2009 in, in the mid-year, mm. I don't think would have helped this would being have renewed. Would yeah, the general public. Exactly. But quite frankly, which is better? Obviously, it's, it's this, this one, series yeah. because that is a it's tough watch, that one. <laughs> yeah. Good use of squibs in this also, I must say. Oh, terrific stuff. So right at the end of the final episode of season two, mm. Cameron cops a lot of bullets. And yeah. It's, it's very impressive, actually. The practical, especially for TV. Definitely. The practical stuff... The practical stuff in this is is terrific. Like the makeup effects are, are, are really great, and I like that the the newly designed the the T eight 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 eight. It's a slight variation on the T eight hundred, where it's got modifications. Where like you can see if you see its skeleton, it's got like pistons in its shoulder, so it can like clean punch through a door or wall much easier. Yeah, right. It's got blades in its thighs, so if it gets you in a grip, it can decapitate you. Yeah, it's got it a needs cup to. holder. It's got a cup holder in the top of its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All that stuff I quite like, but Josh Friedman, who again created this, 
He would later go to work on Terminator Dark Fate 2019 with a co-screen story with James Cameron. There you go. Uh, but he did reveal in an interview that James Cameron never watched the show, uh, not because he had anything against it, but he was just like, well, I didn't make this, so I don't care. I'm in a submarine. i got stuff to do. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, here's a section of the show that I've decided to start including sometimes. It's called, hey, I can't believe you didn't mention this very specific piece of trivia <laughs> that people are going to mention in the comments if I don't bring it up. But the only reason why, I didn't bring it up... Why do you put this segment in, James? Because I'm sick of people giving me trivia they already know that I, just, that I decided not to include because I didn't think it was okay. that interesting or it was blindingly obvious. Okay, so <laughs> what, what I think, if we continue to do the, this segment, <laughs> this eventually will contain all human knowledge. <laughs> That's right. Like Skynet. Exactly. All right, this, I'm excited. This is the catalyst. I'm excited to learn yeah. some new facts that I might already know. I've got two things. Okay. Cameron, the Terminator, was named after James Cameron. Yep. We I know, know that, that yep. but I think it's worth mentioning. Because people will tell us. People will tell us. And two, Shirley Manson is the lead singer of Garbage. Mm-hmm. Two we, things. We are aware. Yeah. We if that. you have any other facts that are blindingly obvious, that I, I, look, we'd love to hear about them as well. Mm -hmm. But I yep. feel like this is a segment that's worth including. Hey, you might be the one person that gives us a blindingly ob obvious fact that we don't know. <laughs> that's right. And then we will praise you and shower you with riches. Correct. Mm. And then you're blocked for showing us up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. Believe it or not, we do this every week. You want to hint towards what's coming up next week, Mason? Yes. Well, here's a clip of it. In the audio version, I didn't. You haven't seen anything, so you're just gonna have to tune in. No, I haven't seen or heard anything. To be yeah. honest, there was just silence there for me. <laughs> so thanks for nothing. Just imagine the best case scenario. Oh my god! But I've haven't... done something else. Oh. <laughs> also, there's videos here every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursdays. So if you do want to subscribe for that, and of course, we've got the previous Terminator Three videos up on this channel. But we are going to do a podcast episode this Monday on Terminator Dark Fate. The real Terminator 3? You know it's the real Terminator 3. Oh, my 3. God, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too, I think. Yeah, it might be a good one. <laughs> yeah, it might be. I, I can't imagine it would be better than this, but I, you know what? I'd love to be surprised. That I new really Terminator, would. though, going to have a lot of cup holders. You, you know, know I mean? it. Four in the head alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why he's got the big divot in there. That's why the, the divot's full. The holding cups. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. What do you think of this show? I'd, I'd be curious to know what you think, but also if you've got a suggestion for Caravan of Garbage. Yeah, what's your favourite episode of this, this yeah. show? Yeah, is it the cactus one? Could be the cactus one, right? <laughs> it probably is. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Grab that gem, you guys. We will see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.